Hello ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome along to another episode of your favourite wrestling podcast of pleasure. I believe we are at episode nine. Um, my name is James. I am here with my boy, my uh, my cousin from Houston. How you doing, Steve? What up? I'm all right. How about you, James? <laughs> you sound really tired and really groggy. Uh, it's, been, it's just been... Uh... Well, first of all, I'm not. I can't get used to these Houston allergies again. I freaking hate it here. <laughs> well, just hate the allergies and freaking like. And I just try to, you know, get back settled, unpack all that stuff, you know. But I'm okay. So last time we spoke, you were still in um, the Sunshine State of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you're back home now. How yep. your training is all complete and signed off and and everything. How, how would you recommend? Uh, yeah. If I can get my words up, how would you um, describe the whole thing all in all? Your, your two months was it two months or three months? Two months in Orlando. Um, in terms was, of like the big picture, you know, like as a whole, now that you're back and ha- home, have you had time to kind of sit down and reflect what you've just achieved yet? Or yeah, like on the on the way back on the airplane, I was like. I did that. I literally moved my whole life for two months to go pursue something I've loved since I was a six-year-old kid and made some really good friends at the same time. I was like, freaking, I forgot how much wrestling gives back to you when you just give a little back to it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's something I've been missing this year totally, like the friends part of it. Like, It's all good saying, oh, my trip was cancelled. But you don't really appreciate until later, you know, the social aspect of it that, you know, you, you would have been with friends and seeing people that you don't see. I mean, I haven't seen you in person since um, New York. So, which God, was, I mean, almost, I'll be coming up two years soon. Two you know, years, like, holy, you know, just, holy crap. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we're not going to get to, tro- well, you might, but I'm definitely probably not going to get to um, Tropicana Field. In mm-hmm. uh, in Tampa for the new Thunderdome layout for uh, WrestleMania season, we def- I, I can't imagine we're going to make it. I mean, we yeah. in the UK. Um, this is now Wednesday, uh, the 9th of December, just to put it into context. But the first few um, vaccines kind of got mm-hmm. tested yesterday uh, um, for like old folks, um, people in hospital and stuff like that. But I think in general, I don't think it will be ruled out. To, to everyone until kind of like the spring summertime next year once it's on yeah. a bigger scale and the, the logistics of it become easier so I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I'm going to be sitting out another Wrestlemania unfortunately but hey ho we do what we do um, yep. which leads me nicely into uh, before you left Orlando you cheeky son of a bitch um, winter <laughs> was 
and had arrived in uh, Jacksonville and you found yourself back at Daly's place. How yeah. Was that? Yeah. Talk to me about it. How did you find yourself there again? Again. Well, honestly, I didn't. Well, I didn't have plans going back to Jacksonville because you know I'm not trying to go out as much. But then one day, uh, Floyd hit me up like, "Hey, I'm planning to go back to Jacksonville," and, and like, I bought a group of four tickets because like you can't buy separate tickets. And like, can you try and make it? I was like. For Floyd, absolutely, I'll make it. So, like, um, I found one of my classmates who was willing to go down to Jacksonville. Uh, we drove over there. Um, winter did come that day because it was freaking cold on that day. So I was like, oh, my God, it's so cold. But I, I want to be there for Floyd and and show, like, hey, at least I'll give him a couple hours of my of my uh, time so we, so we can uh, hang. <laughs> Not to mention that. You know, it's probably AEW's like, best show <laughs> like to date in terms of Dynamites anyway, compared to Paper oh, Dynamite. Dynamites? Yeah. Uh, there's only my, that was my first Dynamite, second AEW show. Yes, because you went to um, the last pay-per-view, which I can't remember the name of, Full Gear, it was called. Full Gear, yeah. Um, which was only a few weeks ago, right? It wasn't that long ago. So. Yeah, it was too long ago, yeah. I do love how you've made the most of your time in Florida, though, because I'm in... I, I would have probably tried to do the same because for us, I mean, um, what's the what's the drive time from where you were just outside Orlando to Jacksonville? Just like two like, or three hours. Like two hours and twenty minutes, I think. See, for us, that's kind of like halfway up the country. But oh, if, if 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 something you know on a big level scale was happening there, you know, we would do everything we could to get there so to speak so i mean we we fly across the atlantic to you so you know we're not scared of a little bit of travel but um yeah. but yeah how was the uh other than the weather because i mean i listened to floyd's um all things elite episode uh mm-hmm. covering because we are effectively a week behind but we wanted to tie in um NXT yeah. as well so um yeah like he was saying it was weather wise it was it was cold but i, I <laughs> So I've got a bone to pick with you guys, really. So he's from Oklahoma, right? And you're from Texas. They're not known as cold places. And you were in Florida. I don't believe it was that cold. I just, I just won't believe it. It was, okay, hold on. Let me, let me calculate this in, uh, in, hold on. How much is... We operate in Celsius here. Yes, and I, I, I actually am about to change my thing to, uh, freaking, uh, uh, things, I don't know, I want to see. Floyd said on his show that it, by was, the time seven, it, it was like seven degrees Celsius. Oh, uh, like, that's, a, that's a summer's day, yeah? What? That's a summer's <laughs> day? It's currently it's cold. It's currently like zero at the moment here. Um, I live just outside London and um, it's colder for some reason because I guess mm-hmm. it's more open plan. But in, mm-hmm. in a London, it's normally like a little bit warmer, like maybe two degrees warmer. But oh. um, but you don't know the half of it, mate. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably get some snow this year, I reckon, because it's been colder. I feel like it's been colder this year than it has been like the last few years. So I reckon it could get a little bit flurry of white this um, Christmas period. We'll wait and see. It is only the 9th of December after all, so we've still got a pretty much a month until the, the year is out so we might get a little bit of snow this year we'll wait and see anyway that's not what i was here to talk to you about let's uh let's go into as it was cold weather 
uh, winter did did uh, did indeed come. Winter is coming. Was that that's based on um, Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, and also I think they did it like as a joke as well because you know it's never cold in Florida, and then the one day they actually throw that pay per view, it's freezing. <laughs> you can literally see Aubrey and freaking in uh, the commercial breaks, like just like start rubbing her arms, like it's cold. <laughs> So I'll do uh, a little nice little segue then because it was cold and there was actually some snow in Florida this, on this particular episode. All right, it was coming from a machine. But um, <laughs> I guess we'll start here because there's lots to unpack, I suppose. But um, the introduction of Sting as um, Tony Schiavone. I guess you wouldn't have heard it, but to Tony Schiavone on commentary was like, it's Sting. <laughs> and he was just like so... It's almost like they didn't tell him that he was coming. And he mm. uh, really made it like on commentary, actually. But it was um, it was a super, super cool moment coming from me as well. Right. So um, just to unpack this slightly, um, I didn't know he'd signed with AW. I hadn't seen any rumors to say that he had. If anything, I was expecting him to appear um, on Survivor Series when Taker was kind of calling yeah. it a day not too long ago. But he didn't. And then I wasn't aware as well that WWE had pulled Sting's merchandise from the uh, website. I didn't I didn't know that. So for me, I was going in totally blind, which is, you know, I always stay off my um, data or I stay offline until yeah. after I've seen the shows the following day. Um, mm-hmm. So to see. So basically, this was for people that haven't seen it and might not watch it. It was kind of like um, a multi-person tag match between like team Taz and Cody and Darby Allen and over the last sort of period building up to like Darby's kind of TNT title run um mm-hmm. that he is currently champion now he'd been sitting in the rafters almost like Sting from WCW in the you know, 90s and yeah. um so the match it was almost like the match had kind of come to a close kind of and then it was a bit a bit of a beat down from um and then the lights went out and i was like i I, my my first thought was like they need to stick another quid in the meter i honestly thought they had a power issue i didn't didn't (laughs) anything happening at this point i was really 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 blown away by it and then out came sting and um the crowd went i mean you can obviously explain how the crowd was in a sec but like the, from what I could see on the TV version of it, the crowd was absolutely nuts. And um, oh yeah, the crowd lost their mind. Considering lost it, it, a small scale um, attendance as well. Like that sounded mm-hmm. like a full attendance that was in the building for that yeah. one month sort of thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Explain to me how. Sorry, my headphone just shot out my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, explain to me how did you so where I said about, um, you know, not expecting it or something. Did anyone in Florida, um, in Jacksonville that night, have any kind of inklings or anything? Or was it just a total? Yeah, honestly, I don't think we, any of us had idea. Because, like, I didn't even hear any whispers around the, some of the people who were in, around our section. Like, like nothing about Sting. Like, I, I actually thought at first, like, oh, snap, did the power go out as well? Because, well, like. <laughs> This is weird. Like, who's going to come out? I don't think I haven't heard anyone they've signed. It was like, oh, crap. Is this part of the show? And then freaking I see the crow. And I was like, nah, nah, no, they they did it. And then you just say, boom, sting on the Titan trying to like, 
Oh shit! Now I did post a video of it on on Instagram, and honestly, I was kind of I was pretty hyped for it, but I was freezing my ass off. I was just like, "Yeah, Sting, yeah, that's cool." I heard. Um, so you sat with Floyd, right? Because I heard. Mm-hmm. He went for a run at this point and went running up and down the aisle. He was that excited. So, so yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and then he was trying to run to the merch stand to get whatever merch he could get from Sting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, this was this was why I was curious, really, because um, the following day when he was traveling home, he mm-hmm. was I don't know sitting, sitting in like a diner or something, and I saw this picture where he was wearing a Sting shirt, and mm-hmm. this is why, this is what begged the question for me. Maybe I was the only one that didn't know it was going to happen. But then he said, because I asked him on Facebook on the chat, um, I said, oh, um, where, you know, when did you get your shirt um, sort of thing? And he, I said, you know, was it a case of they had them on sale prior to Sting's arrival? But then he said, no, they, they brought them out like pretty much after his appearance, like kind of because I think there was still quite a bit of dynamite to go after Sting came out. So it was like they, they sold them on the night there and then and then obviously released them onto uh pro wrestling tees as well so um but cool i i don't own any sting much but um i do like what uh all the stuff that they've released for uh for his aw um much it looks cool so but yeah 20 years supposedly since he'd been on tnt te- television um of course everyone knows he went down with the ship being wcw on there last night um on tnt television so yeah 20 years wow and then sting's back in the game at 61 years old i'm gonna just highlight that right yeah and i realize i'm rambling a bit but i've got to get this out and i've got to get this off my chest because i saw immediately after like the following day after sting was trending i also saw the name goldberg was trending oh, oh god like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly oh god and um, everyone was in the same sort of, like, saying the same sort of thing that I was saying. So, Sting 61, he's come into uh, uh, AEW at this point. I personally don't really want to see him wrestle, like, if, if at all, you know, if possible. But the likelihood is he's going to have matches. But if, if they're, like, you know, like, short, like, little matches here and there, I'm fine oh. with it, I guess just like every now and then, not not like a full-time member of the roster or whatever. But um, uh-huh. he'll probably come in to help elevate someone, whereas on WWE, Goldberg comes in and takes a title off of your top guy at the time. You know, mm. that's the difference. That's the difference in the booking process. So I just wanted to kind of say that and then ask you, um, just kind of continue the conversation on, what do you think Sting is going to be doing? Well... I do think he's going to have something to do with, like, you know, Darby Allen. Because I remember they had a little stare down during the show. He was just staring at him. Like, okay, I can see him maybe elevate him. Hell, maybe at one point down the line, if he still has the title, hell, TNT title, right? Uh, TNT title match, whatever. But, um, yeah, like, yeah, I can see him having, like, a few squash matches at first. So, yeah. And then the storyline with Team Taz, that should be interesting. But I don't think he should be the world champion because, he, I mean, he's kind of an older dude. And I don't know if he – I mean, I'm pretty sure he can go now still, but not as, like, he used to. And I think AEW is all about, like, bringing up new stars. And I don't know. They shouldn't go to the WWE uh, model where they bring in Goldberg and he takes the universal title from both 
Kevin Owens, who was hot at the time, and The Fiend, who was hot at the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's the worry, really. But I'm just hoping that, I mean, all the legends that are, or quote unquote legends that are on um, AEW television at the moment, you've got Arn Anderson, who has been physical here and there, but he's just there as Cody's like enforcer. Yeah. Same with Jake the Snake, um, and even Taz hasn't oh. like really wrestled. He, and right, Tully Blanchard uh, as well. Yes, yes, of course, with um, FTR. So, yeah, I mean, it does look like from experience, but then um, put those names that I just mentioned against a name like Sting or against yeah. a name like Goldberg. Um, that's going to draw more attention to your product than it is Tully Blanchard, for my, yeah. from my opinion. You know, like, oh, no, AEW's, right. got, AEW's got Sting on it. I'm going to have a look at that. Not, oh, AEW's got Tully Blanchard on it. I'm going to have a look at that. You know, so mm. in that sense, that's why I do think that Sting will probably wrestle. He will have kind mm. of big matches. Um, mm. Just on this night in particular, though, bits I liked was when he st- did the stare down with everyone. Um, yeah. And like the commentary did a really, really good job of kind of telling you the history of who it was. Like, because when he was staring down Arn Anderson, I was mm. like, mm, that doesn't really mean much to me because it was before my time. But he was, yeah. they were saying, like, oh, you know, the wars they had with the four horsemen, horsemen sort of thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a point. Um, yeah. But I really liked how when he um, got face to face with Darby, he kind yeah. of did a double take, like, on both sides of his face. So one's mm-hmm. face painted and one's blank. And it was kind of like Sting, without saying anything, he's kind of introducing himself to both sides of his face, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. And yeah, I did, I did see that camera. That's, that was really good. I thought it was a nice little touch, yeah, like to kind of continue something on uh, with Derby. And then obviously you had um, him kind of stare with Cody as well. And obviously he's Cody's favourite wrestler other than his daddy, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was a nice it was a nice moment, you know. And like I like as well how he's got the bat because he's an old man, essentially. Although he's yeah. got history, although he's got history in the uh, in the game, he's an old man. So the bat is the intimidating factor. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of like I don't want to get hit by a bat but did you notice or did you not notice because you were in the building compared to yeah. how it, it was on TV as soon as Sting came out and was on the ramp the ring team Taz just disappeared into thin air where where did they go oh you know what I, I did not notice that but now you think about it I only saw you know like Cody uh, freaking uh, Arn and Darby I was like wait yeah, they just—I think they just rolled away or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, huh? It was like um, Undertaker, Undertaker's celebration all over again, where everyone just vanished. Everyone <laughs> yeah. vanished in air. It's like a corresponding thing in wrestling. Like it's, it's, team it's, Taz got snapped away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, that was uh, Sting. So uh, keep an eye out. He's going to be on AEW tonight, sitting down with um, Tony to talk. Uh, which yeah. would be quite cool. Um, just to hear what his plans are and what he's going to do, which would be quite nice. Um, yep. So, yeah, obviously we haven't had that yet as we're talking about this episode of, of Dynamite. So, uh, yeah, the only other thing I'd like to talk about, really, is the um, is the main event. The world picture. title match, yeah. Title match, because, again, it's it's very much talking points across the, uh, the smart internet of wrestling fans. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to skip to the end and just say about... Um, so his name is um, Don Callis, 
almost called it Don Tony Callas. Don Callas. It's Tony Khan and Don Callas. Don't get them mixed up because they're very different people with very different <laughs> agendas. But um, but yeah, Don Callas is out at uh, commentary, and again, didn't think anything of it, like because he was there for Ray's match at Full Gear against Hangman. Yeah. Seen him before, and mm-hmm. um, I don't watch Impact Wrestling. I'm not gonna lie, don't watch it. I haven't I haven't got the time to watch everything. It's just too Same. many hours. Yeah. Just too many hours wrestling content to try and watch and it's you know too much so um i didn't really know who he was if i'm being totally honest but yeah. he was say oh you know he was a friend of, Co- uh, of uh, kenny so i was like okay fine whatever and um yeah as i'm watching it i was like yeah this is fine like the match was itself up until the shenanigans was actually a really good match not yeah. i wouldn't say it was pay-per-view level just because on a pay-per-view it would have gone a little longer and uh-huh. I think as as well, like, because it had the advert breaks in between it, it kept taking me out of it. Yeah. So um, maybe that was part of it. Uh, but yeah, Don Callis comes down uh, one way or another uh, with a microphone. Um, yeah, so basically Kenny gets laid out at ringside, doesn't he? Because he gets hit into the heaters um, yeah. by ringside. Because again, it's minus 10 degrees in Florida, apparently. So you make out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Peters by ringside and then it Kenny gets like hit onto them and it actually looked like a legit like bump like where he hit his head on the concrete so yeah. when Callis when Callis comes down to check on him I I, I thought that was legit because you had the doctor out there as well so I thought oh okay it's legit but then they roll back into the ring and Callis uh, with a microphone chucks a microphone to Kenny Kenny bosh over the top of uh, Mox's head lays him out but then what I liked about this finish was although it was shenanigans that mm-hmm. the match. So you had after the after the microphone shot, you got four knee triggers um, from Kenny, and then the one winged angel to finish it off. And that move is still protected, which is a nice touch, I thought personally. And, and then you know what's you know what's crazy? I still find it hilarious that AEW like yeah, the one winged angel most protected finisher in uh, AEW and. Uh, the most protected finisher in WWE is the end of days. <laughs> yeah, again, like it's something we brought up a couple of weeks ago on this podcast that we were like, the end of days nobody has kicked out of. People have like got out at two because other people have like fell onto the pin. But yeah, in terms of actually kicking out of it, crazy, isn't it? How that? And <laughs> I mean, the tombstone, I guess, um, other than the big WrestleMania matches where like people are kicked out of the tombstone, but I guess the tombstone. Yeah ways are protected one as well but um but yeah, yeah. I, after the match um it was a very 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 short celebration in the ring where um it was almost like the media team didn't have enough time to get their screen grab for twitter and mm-hmm. uh don Callis throws kenny's hand up in the air with a belt and then they literally just leg it <laughs> how yeah. we would say okay just leg it to the car park um parking lot as you would say and hey, uh, uh, james up I don't know if you noticed when they were leaving up the ramp, right? You know how there's the two uh the two entrances, the heel entrance and the uh babyface entrance, right? Well, when they were leaving, Kenny kind of sort of went to the heel entrance and then went straight back to the baby entrance. So that's maybe a little like hints like, yeah, I'm turning. That's how I took that's how me and Floyd took it. He still fancies himself as a babyface, which is funny. I feel yeah. like even during that more like um tournament and that even up to when he was facing Hangman, I still feel like he was the heel anyway, and he's just coming yeah. out of the babyface entrance, like, ironically. 
anyway. Yeah. So I guess so. Yeah, valid point though. Um, and yeah, they jump into the car, and um, <laughs> no, no. So they run past Tony Khan as well backstage, mm-hmm. which I thought was, yeah. and then they run past all of these like car crew, cast and crew, if you like, of AEW, and nobody yeah. just jumps away. And then the person that does get in the way is just a random, uh, just the random um, interviewer guy that's like, yeah. oh, you know, what's going on, you know? And it's kind of like, oh, they stopped for him, but they didn't stop for anyone else. Anyone and, else, uh, not even the freaking boss, Tony Khan. Exactly. I thought that was a nice touch, though, seeing Khan on TV. It's like when you see Vince and Gorilla on TV or like Heyman or whoever's sitting there. I think it adds that bit of realism to it, which is always quite nice. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they run off and then he says, oh, you'll find out on Tuesday. And they say, but Dynamite's on Wednesdays, like, you know, because we're all stupid and don't know days of the week. Yeah. And then he said, but you'll find it on a- 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 AXS TV. Um, Access TV or so, whatever it's yeah. called on him. Access Wrestling. TV, yeah. And then everyone was like, oh my God. And it kind of blew the internet up to a point where they, they, have, was, the, they have a working relationship with Impact. Impact is relevant again. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And um, yeah, it literally just blew up the internet with everyone talking about like dream matches and things of Impact and AEW's connection. Do you think that's the way they're going then? What the uh, what the uh, partnership or? Uh... Yeah. So do you do you think they're actually gonna have like an impact versus AEW scenario like storyline or do you think this is just kind of like just gonna be a Kenny thing? I don't know. I feel I I don't think it should be um just a Kenny thing, but I don't think it should be Impact versus uh AEW. I kind of feel like they should do like a working relationship like Ring of Honor and New Japan had, where they just uh trade off uh talent because like hell i would love to see the women of impact in the aew women's division that's what i first thought of when i saw hey if they have a partnership they get some of the girls from there well the AEW, no secret that the aw women's division hasn't been that good so yeah every help would be would be quite good for that see actually. the first thing i thought of was the first thing i thought of when i heard about this partnership yes the women division might get a boost up <laughs> my my first reaction was literally like so what what happens with AEW now? Because like, I thought, oh, Kenny and Don have gone to Impact and Kenny was going to kind of be yeah, on Impact no, now. Yeah, no world title for AEW. Yeah, kind of. But, you know, it was almost a bit like the CM Punk uh, Money in the Bank thing, you know, running yeah. in a way and then they bring, bring him back two weeks later. But um, I, I don't know if you saw it today, but uh, obviously Impact is on Tuesday night. So I, I don't watch the show, but I've caught up with the Kenny part of the show. Yeah. Have you have you yourself seen what's what? I actually, I actually didn't, unfortunately. I I thought I, I I saw them sitting for an interview, but I didn't see the full interview, unfortunately. Why don't you fill me in? Um yeah, so it was basically they're on a like a bus, like a luxury bus thing. Yeah. And Josh Matthews kind of goes gets on on it and has like a, it's only like ten, eleven minutes on uh, on Twitter or YouTube mm-hmm. wherever you watch it. But um Kenny kind of said along the lines of, oh, um, I, I'm like a collector. I like to collect things. And then he's talking about like comic books and stuff. But then he was saying like, oh, like you have a champion here, don't you? And he, he said, mate, you know, it says the promo was essentially like Kenny does as Kenny wants, you know, and he's the best wrestler in the world. La, 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 la. Um, mm-hmm. It was good. I, I thought it was really. Um, and then he was obviously like making out as if he's like, you know, 
goes where he wants, when he wants, but he's better than everyone, so to speak. And then, yeah, right. Don was kind of big, bigging him up as well throughout the process. And then he, he ended on his, because um, he hasn't said it on TV um, for a, a year or something or a couple of years, but he said he's a famous line of, um, uh, what is it, goodbye? And good night, bang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he did his little line as well. They were like, do the line, do the line. So, uh, but it's worth a watch if you if you know if you're looking to catch up with it. But that yeah. you know suggests that Kenny um, and I think uh, Impact's world champion is Rich Swan right now. Is that correct? Yeah, Rich Swan. Yeah. People might know that name from WWE, so um, a bit of familiarity there. But uh, but yeah, it looks like that's going to be a potential match in the works. Um, not sure when it's going to come, but you know. It looks like there will be this kind of partnership, but not not hundred percent clear as to whether the rest of AEW is impacted. <laughs> if you pardon me, uh, I see what I really you did, did not there. mean to make you, that pun. You you cheeky bastard! <laughs> make mean to make that pun. That was just really by accident. But um, <laughs> there was also a paid for. Um, oh, ad- that I did see. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'd say CK Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone. And it was really uh, funny. Like, if pe- people hadn't really seen Tony Khan in front of the camera yet up until yeah. this point. So I found it really refreshing how he was like, oh, yeah, we've paid for this advert because Impact could do with the money and stuff like that, you know. And, <laughs> and we're trying to get people to watch our show on Wednesday night. And I thought, oh, yeah, it's really, really amusing. I found it found it good. Um, yeah, I did I did. Enjoy that myself. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. That's one of the first things I saw on Twitter. I was like, let me. I was trying to see. Let me see what's going on. on Impact. First thing I see is the freaking paid advertisement. I was like, oh, this is good. It, it was funny. If if people haven't seen it, you know, give it a watch. It was quite amusing. It's like, it's like two. It's like two and a half minutes. It's great. Yeah, it's literally like two minutes compared to the other segment that was like 11 minutes and I imagine it closed the show I I don't know where it was in the show but I imagine it closed the show I would think it would I would think it would close the show yeah yeah that's what you would do with it wasn't it so um but yeah let's uh let's go back a bit and just uh talk briefly about the match itself the main event um because up until the shenanigans like we were saying it was a really really good match so I've got in my notes that there was uh there was a couple of paradigm shifts uh the first one, Marks didn't go for the cover, but the second one he did, and mm-hmm. it was the elevated one as well, where he kind of yeah. really lifts him up. It's like almost like a brain bust. Yeah, in a way. it was like a and, bloody Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a name for it. I did not know that. Um, but yeah, uh, Kenny kicked out of it, so I think that's the first time that's happened on AEW. Yeah. Floyd um, said. Floyd talk, said that immediately. That's the first time anyone's kicked out of the paradigm shift. It was like. Oh, dang. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. That's obviously, it was a protected move up until that point. So um, I was quite shocked when he kicked out. I was like, oh, he kicked out. Because um, I thought Kenny was going over, but I was still, I, I still wouldn't have been like, oh, I wouldn't have been mad if Mox won two. So I was yeah. like, <laughs> I, was like um, I didn't know, you know, kind of what was happening sort of thing. So Yeah, my thoughts um, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, there was a Tiger Driver as well from um, Tiger Driver 98. Mm-hmm. In fact, from uh, Kenny. And that was kicked out. So there was some big moves with some big kick-out moments. Some, some two-and-a-half falls, if you like, during this yeah. match. So um, And it was quite a hard hit in our fault as it started and kind of built up towards the ending. 
And mm-hmm. then, like I say, the engine was like four knee triggers, the one winged angel, and the new champ runs off. But yeah, anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, um, it was it was just a great show, honestly. Just like, I don't know what else to say. It was really good. And then like they're just trying to make moves in the wrestling world. Who would have thought Impact would be relevant at the end of 2020? Yeah, I mean, I'd, so I have been to a TNA show, but they're not, they're, they're the same company, aren't they? They're just like rebranded as Impact. So yeah. I haven't watched them for ages, but I went to, I have been to TNA shows like when they've been in London, but yeah. like they're, I mean, WWE shows don't sell out anymore. Um, not since like when it was big in the 90s. And um, TNA's audience was quite embarrassingly small, you know, like for the, for the arena that they'd picked. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, you know, this is a bit awkward. And yeah. I've got to see like um, uh, Kurt Angle versus like Bobby Roode. And I think Sting wrestled too in a tag match or something. And Hulk Hogan made an appearance and that still didn't pull the people in. So mm-hmm. um, just don't think Impact is <laughs> destined to do well, you know. Not when you may, not when you look at the main players. You look at WWE, they put out so much content as it is. I know people... You know, like our friend Ian, for example, he hasn't watched anything KEW yet, just because he struggles to catch up on WWE. If you're if you're uh, working on a lot, for example, and you're you know you haven't got as much free time, it's hard to watch so many yeah. wrestling. Products, you know, so I do appreciate that. But AEW is worth a look if yeah. people you know are looking for something yeah, different. For sure. Cool. So that was last Wednesday Wednesday's action, um, and then. Uh, today, uh, today's kind of aftermath of what happened on Impact last night. So, uh, let's go back to the weekend. Um, a show you weren't at because you have to be invited <laughs> to go. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't been nah. invited to be fair if you're in the area. I actually had a few. I had a few invites to a couple NXT shows, but it just just never worked out. Unfortunately, I was trying to get to War Games, but I didn't get War Games either. So I was like, oh crap! Oh well. Okay. Were you still in the area for War Games then? When did you leave Florida? I left Monday evening. I was still there for War Games though. I hung out with my uh, with my wrestling crew. Okay, you watch it live? Yeah, I watched it live. That's not impressive for you because it's like seven or eight o'clock in the evening. So you should be able to watch it live. But for us, I should not- be. Yeah, that's late. So I didn't watch it live. I caught up um, Sunday evening. Um, uh-huh. I work in retail in one of the busiest locations. And Christmas is coming, no secret. So we were really busy over the weekend. And I was proper beat by the end of Sunday night. So I yeah, I, I, I watched half of it and then didn't mm-hmm. catch it until uh, Monday night. I caught the rest of it. So it was a bit um, staggered for me, but uh, it was a struggle. <laughs> it wasn't a struggle because I did enjoy the, the whole show. But um, mm. it, I, looking at it, I'm glad I didn't watch it all in one go because it would have made me hate the last match, like the like the main event. Um, because just before we go into it, I've got this issue with like these WWE um, gimmick match uh, pay per view titles. Mm-hmm. It's <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Just took a sip of water and almost died. But um, but yeah, I don't like how you 
you're guaranteed to get two War Games matches, then, for example, or two Hell in a Cell matches, two TLC matches, because that's the name of the pay per view. I just feel yeah. like it's um, it's, it's a more gimmick huge. Now. It is. It's just really frustrating, and I think I said the same thing at Hell in a Cell. How it was like there was three of them on that match, on that pay per view, and I'm Isn't like, the, three don't ma- the War Games now have like a toy now? I swear I saw a toy on fuck on freaking uh, the War Games uh, pay per view. Yeah, the commentators had it, didn't they? And like yeah, Wade Barrett, okay. he had no idea what it was. He was looking at it as if to say, "Oh, I don't know what a toy is." But um, but yeah, I mean, just generally, just speaking, of, did you in America? Did you get like when you were younger all the WWE sort of figures and toys that you wanted? No, I've had like a couple here and there. Like, I think my the the two most favorite ones I had was like. John Cena and Jeff Hardy, but I didn't get everything all the time. They were really, really hard to get here. Um, really? They didn't, yeah, so I had a lot of WCW figures growing up, and right. I was pretending that the WCW guy was the guy that I watched on Raw or SmackDown. So Goldberg was Austin, Booker uh. T was The Rock. I think was Shawn Michaels. Um, and to be fair, Sting was Sting because I knew I knew who Sting was because they did have WCW on um, Channel Five here, which would have been for free. But I also had the PlayStation game uh, WCW Mayhem, if you remember that one. And, um, Ooh, that's and a I, throwback. <laughs> and I always picked Sting just because I thought he looked cool. So um, I didn't really know who he was from TV because I didn't watch it back then, like fully. Well, he looked so I, cool. But I thought he looked. Oh, so yeah, he was always Sting, and because because you have a name like Sting, you know, it yeah. it's quite an iconic name, isn't it? So he was always Sting anyway. So, um, but yeah, it was a progressional thing for me. So like birthdays and Christmases, you get like one or two figures here or there. So it'd be like, um, I remember how hard it was to get like a Triple H, and um, the year I got it for Christmas, apparently there was one left like on the shelf. Oh dang! Yeah, okay. yeah. It's a real struggle to get stuff here. Um, mm-hmm. The belts as well, like the toy belts, were really, really hard to get. Um, nobody stopped those. I ended up getting for my first like kind of belt title belt was uh, the Smoking Skull, like Steve Austin. But oh, I got nice. it. Um, I got it off of like uh, I don't know if you have it in, in America, um, but you know when you order stuff off the TV. Uh huh. Oh, you, like one of the yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Do you have stuff like that? I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah, or you can like order stuff from the TV through a telephone number or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like there's people on TV like modeling something, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, that's on usually at three in the morning here. <laughs> but back in the like late nineties, early two thousands, that was a big thing. A lot of people used to get their shopping on there because it was a like significantly cheaper. But um, I remember once like my mom used to watch it and. Uh, yeah, the belt popped up, and like it would have been just like a, a quick flash sale, you know, because it wasn't a big like top line product. Yeah. And then I was like, I have to get this, and my mum was like, No, it's all right, we'll look around the shops. And I was like, No, honestly, I have to get this. You have no idea, like the shops do not have this, you know. So um, I ended up with bits and pieces, like random scattered pieces, like everything was half WCW, half WWF at the time. So when I look yeah. at the kids now that can just get stuff online. And um, 
when you see the Mattel detailing on the new new figures as well, they look so good compared yeah. to or like attires and stuff as well that they get. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Uh, generation. Anyway, I did get distracted from uh, war games. War um, games. Oh, I don't know if you saw on social media how all the wrestlers were trying to impersonate Regal uh, saying war games, right? I was literally just about to mention that to you. Uh, okay, because Cameron, Gr- Cameron Grimes. <laughs> just, you go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it just really cracked me up how like um, even Triple H um, did one like maybe an hour before the show started, and Regal mm. then kind of comes into the shot, and it was like, no, 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 you don't do it like that. You do it like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. It was so funny. I thought the funniest one was Io Shirai's. Because it was oh. like, it's like she didn't know what she was saying because she's foreign. Like, what know? am I saying? What is this? Yeah. It was funny because it was like, yeah, that she didn't get the, she didn't get the point of the exercise, you know. Not Freaking like, Cameron Grimes is the one who killed me. He's like, what, 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 what? We're ready for Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Oh my god, yeah, he is the funniest guy at the moment, actually. So, um, anyway, let's talk about the show. Yeah, I was actually really annoyed when I flicked it on because I hadn't seen any spoilers. Um, I had my phone off pretty much all day. And I mm-hmm. flicked it on. The first match was the women. Um, yeah. I love the women. We love the women. But I was so gutted that they were on first because I really wanted them to sh- like end the show, main event, you know, because I felt like I was more into that than the men's um, one, like 100%. And this one, I felt like it had a better story with the whole Candice and Shotzi, like team captains. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they should do Survivor Series as well like build up stories like this it doesn't need to be like massive just have someone jump someone backstage one week and then like three weeks later they're building two teams to go against each other that's all you have to do don't just right. do Raw versus shit. but anyway the women were up first so um, okay I have got so many notes like loads um, of stuff that I liked so rather than sit here and go through it all because I'm getting a bit annoyed at the sound of my own voice I'm going to let you say stuff that you liked first and then I'll cover some stuff if you missed yeah well actually I gotta start with a a little um, little negativity see I thought the I thought the freaking match was ass backwards in my opinion like I didn't like the fact how freaking the baby faces had the advantage because it like it just does it just doesn't make sense psychologically. Me and my uh, group were talking about it. It's like freaking. You mean from like the ladder matches the week before? Where yeah, was, uh... when Shotzi won, I was like, yeah, okay. I don't did not like that the baby faces won. Like yeah, I know like. Yeah, it just it just didn't make sense to us. And then freaking they were beating down on Dakota when Dakota and freaking Ember started. And then like you know you're kind of building sympathy uh, to the uh, heels because even when the heels were in there, they weren't the ones who brought in the weapons. It was the baby faces who brought in all the weapons, like the freaking cut in half freaking sledgehammer with the toolbox, um, the chairs and all that stuff. And it's like. Huh, I'm supposed to be cheering for the baby faces. Yeah, hmm. I'm cheering for the uh, heels. That's how we saw it. Counter opinion. 
I reckon, just because of how it lined up, so Dakota versus Ember to start with, and then, yeah, when it was Shotzi who came out next, it was Shotzi and Ember on Dakota, so obviously it looked a bit like odd, and I totally get your standpoint. But the next mm-hmm. one in was Raquel, so I feel mm-hmm. like where where she comes in and Dakota's beat down, it gives that little bit more time for Raquel to look really strong because she's kind of taken on two. I don't mm-hmm. know. But then you could have easily done that with having Raquel up first and then fighting off two anyway, I suppose. Yeah. There is way but then around. Rhea, Rhea came in right after that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I kind of get your point. I do get your point. I haven't really don't got get me wrong. The match was entertaining know. once everyone was in. But like, uh, yeah, we just, I, we, I just thought like psychology doesn't kind of make sense that the baby, the baby faces should be fighting from underneath, not like the heels and the heels should have been the one bringing in all this stuff so they could like torture and freaking like, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, that's how we all felt. This match was like proper hard hitting as well. So, um, oh, yeah, just, it was great. Yeah. Just some stuff I liked. My favorite thing of the whole night, probably ever my favorite thing ever was um, Io Shirai not being able to get into the cage. And you oh, just yeah, knew she was going to jump off the top, yeah? You just knew that was happening because, oh, she can't get in, so she's obviously going to climb up and then do a big jump off the top. But <laughs> I did not expect her to put the trash can bin thing over Oh, my over God. And then just jump off onto everyone. <laughs> it was literally my favorite thing I think I've ever seen in my life. That is my favorite gift right now. Literally, her putting on the trash can, she's smiling, and freaking, she says, I'm trash and freaking cross bodies, everyone. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Honestly, it, it was, was great. Yes. So, so good. But, and this is in a match. Like, that was more comedic, I guess, because there were some really, really hard, hard hitting moments in this match, too. Oh, so- when freaking, when freaking Shotzi got freaking just freaking Kendo stick by everyone. That was good, got, too. Was yeah. like- that was in my notes. Shotzi gets triple teamed by Kendo's. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, God, this woman. But she is a tough lady. Yeah, she took everything. This is literally, literally, this is all her fault. That's why she got had to torch, get tortured like that. Yeah. Uh, was, my uh, favorite. Go on, carry on. Yeah, my favorite spot. I, I know you're probably going to get to it. But the Dakota Kai double stomp onto Io Shirai on the trash can and the trash can getting stuck on freaking Io. Yeah, they couldn't get her out. I was like, oh, God, she's living in that now. L- literally, we, we were looking at Dakota Kai's face. and like, oh, that is just straight panic right now. I actually wrote it as uh, Dakota Coup de Gras because it was off the top rope. So yeah. I wanted to remember that it was off the top rope because it was, like, more impactful. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I have to say there was a moment in there where I was like, I hope she's not claustrophobic because I thought <laughs> she can't get out of that bin. It's literally crumpled in such a position where she can't get off. But, uh, but yeah, no, that was funny. There were some really, really good moments. Like, uh, I've got loads in here to talk about. But um, Yeah, go go ahead, James. This is this is your uh, bread and butter, so go go ham. I mean, uh, when Rhea comes in, um, she uh, does this, like, whip into the cage. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, it looked really, really brutal. Like, normally when you get thrown into a cage, it don't, it don't look, like, great. But she, you, you know, like, it was, she was kind of whipped with um, a belt. Um, yeah. Tony Storm has like this loose belt, like a clothing oh, yeah, belt. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were using it to their advantage, sort of thing. And then, like, it kind of gets to this point where Rhea gets thrown into the cage, like, kind of with it. And it looked brutal. Like, Rhea really took it well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was worth mentioning. What else have I got? 
Um, it, literally everything I've got no- noted down has like got some sort of weapon next to it. So um, yeah, Rhea, not, Rhea took another bump like on her back because uh, Tony was getting rid of all the uh, turnbuckle pads. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that kind of used. You know when, when like someone like unravels something and it's kind of like, oh, how are they going to use that? You know. Um, yeah. I, I hadn't seen that for ages, like someone getting whipped into it rather than mm-hmm. kind of like um, getting getting like dropped on their head or something on it. But uh, but yeah. yeah. What else have I got? Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry, I'm literally... Keep talking if there was some other stuff that you liked because I've literally got so many notes here. Because I wrote down the order of how it was all happening as well, like how uh-huh. people were into the match and stuff. But um, uh, did you see when Candice um, was like face-to-face and um, I think it was Shotzi had a kendo stick and Candice goes, hold on! And then it goes, yeah, as if to say, like, hang on a minute, like, I'm not going to get hit until I have some sort of weapon in my hand. I right. found that really <laughs> comedic as well for how the, the rays are at the moment. I thought that was nice. Um, that, um, whatever her face is called, Ember Moon did, uh, like, Ember onto Moon. the chair, like, in oh, any normal, dude. yeah. In any map, that's a finish. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah. brutal. Ugh, uh, Storm Zero that Tony did, like onto the trash can as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good too. Candace's oh. super kick when she throws the lid, uh, trash can lid to Rhea, and then super kicks the lid into her face. I thought that was quite nice. Um, and then that built into the finish where you had um, Shotzi did a senton from the top of a ladder onto a chair, yeah. onto Candice. Candice like, is grabbing this chair. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if I was Shotzi, I would not jump onto that because it's going to hurt you more, it's going to hurt her. But then she did yeah. it anyway. Well, well Shotzi's, Shotzi's crazy. <laughs> That's why I love her. She is, actually. Um, random, uh, like, just before we get to the finish, have you heard her Chasing Glory story yet with um, Lillian Garcia? Yeah, um, that was... Uh... That was touching. I, because I, I, Shotzi usually doesn't share much about her personal life, so getting to like know that part of her is like it, like that's crazy. Like, like so you are human. You're because like I thought like oh she's just like this badass girl, but like man, we all struggle with personal stuff and like I don't know. It's, yeah, there's more to her than just the crazy ballsy badass. You know what? Like these um. Lily uh, and Garcia podcasts are kind of like therapy sessions. I have to be yes, in the right. Everyone, everyone freaking like comes out to like to her like and shares a lot. I love that podcast, honestly. And if you added it to um, the network, so it's kind of like you can watch it too now. So almost mm-hmm. like Broken Soul sessions with Steve Austin, you can watch the Lily and Garcia ones now. Where I'd, I'd yeah. always, I'd always listen to them as podcasts anyway, you know, because it takes me an hour to get to work, so I always listen to podcasts anyway. But um, but yeah, I, I have to be in the right mindset to kind of listen to this really like emotional story, because there always there is always something that you didn't know, you know whether it was um you know Rhea Ripley used to cut herself or Miriam was um abused in a relationship or you know um Shotzi's relationship like with her parents sort of thing. It was kind of like mm-hmm. it's always something that you kind of think oh you know you see what you you see what they want you to see on on TV I guess you yeah. know over-the-top personalities that are turned up to 100. But they are real people that live normal lives too. 
so it is quite nice to see that side of it um to make it a little bit real i guess but uh but yeah anyway the main event uh, not main event the the finish for this match was um raquel doing a power bomb on eo through a land mm-hmm. <laughs> to win but i was like oh yeah, i was shocked she i was shocked she picked up the pin honestly i was like that's your nxt women's champion i was like she just got pinned but they love raquel don't they like they're really gonna get behind her, so I won't yeah, be. Yeah, they're really put. They're really pushing her. Like I was honestly, I was like, I think okay, this is perfectly made for Candice to get another pin on EO, and I was like, wow, Raquel got it. it was like that. That kind of shook me a little bit. And that's the I can't remember the last time I seen EO Shirai get pinned. Quite frankly, no, no, I can't. I don't think she's been pinned all. Because I know beforehand she's only suffered four total pinfalls. But um, in her career in WWE, so I'm like, huh? I don't. Mm. I think she's been uh probably lost the shot last somewhere. I'm trying to think. I don't think she even lost. Well, I did she lose the Charlotte? No, I remember that's when Rhea and fucking and freaking uh EO had a match, and then Charlotte interfered out of nowhere for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I think she was undefeated. I think when it, I think she was uh, undefeated this year, like pinfall wise. Who did she lose to in the May Young Classic? Tony. Tony, yeah. That was like two years ago, though. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, that was back when she um, wore the mask to the ring, when she was like, a lot different. So since she's had this new attitude and stuff, I think she's been a bit yeah. undeniable, really, anyway. so. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just to kind of finish on the women briefly, um, I hope Candice is all right. Cause oh, yeah, the, she had a hand I don't know, it looked like she broke her arm. Yeah. Uh, she, I've, I saw her photo on uh, Instagram with Johnny. I know Johnny got a few stitches, and uh, Candice has like a little uh, uh, cast on her uh, left hand. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, also with the Triple H conference call that he does, like after every NXT big event, he said that she was going off to get checked, sort of thing. So, yeah. um, might I still... add? Might I add also that uh, Candice LeRae is now two and zero in War Games, undefeated. Yeah. Once as a face and once as a heel. Mm-hmm. Candice um, La freaking slay. Absolutely. Did you see? I, I think I sent you a picture. I've got, yeah, I've got your my shirt. T-shirt. Love it. I've got my, got my T-shirt made up because they're not going to make me one. So, <laughs> so I got it made up. So I was well happy with that. Um, but yeah, hopefully Candice is all right. I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to do without her on my TV. Thoughts um, and prayers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if she's broken her arm, that'd be a while, you know? So, yeah. Um, Speaking of injuries, randomly, just to throw that out there, because um, as we we're just talking about them, but apparently um, Scarlett and um, what's his face, Karrion Cross. That's it. I thought I was almost going to say Cameron Grimes, <laughs> but yeah, Karrion Cross, Killer Cross, is going to be back soon. Like he's ready to go, apparently. Yeah. So, the, the vulture yeah. was assigned. Mm. Yes, yes. So he will be back uh, at some point soon. Cool. Um, you mentioned the North American champion, the new North American champion being uh, Johnny Gargano. Should we talk about that one next? Let's go. Um, six ghost faces. Yeah. All right, where the hell are these disciples coming from? I just want to say I've been knowing who was going to be the main ghost face. I've just been saying it for weeks, but whatever. You have actually, just to throw that out there, he... Steve has been calling that for ages. Like he's been saying Austin Theory, Austin Theory. Um, I didn't know 
Johnny Gargano knew that many people. <laughs> Me neither, because he's well, really he disliked right now in the locker room. <laughs> Um, but the first thing that went through my head when they were surrounding the ring and that, I was like, this is better than Metribution, you know, already. Yes, it's so, already better. Way better. better. Uh, and I loved how Austin Theory at the end said, it was me all along. Oh, and when Austin and Porter pointed at himself, oh, that was so funny. It was me all along. Have you seen, um, there's this YouTube video, oh, it was like a Vine or meme at the time, where it was like, um, do you remember during Pokemon, where it was like, who's that Pokemon at the halftime? Or like, yes, the, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. and the then show, it comes yeah, yeah. up, it's me, Austin. It's Vince McMahon, like, on, as a Pikachu. And stuff. It's so funny. And then you just hear um, JR be like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, a, I think that was an old vine, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that one's good. The old, uh, yeah, vine or whatever it is. It's the funniest vine I think I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, Johnny uh, wins because there is um, a lead pipe from Austin Fury because all the others, although they were hanging around, they actually didn't get involved physically. They just kind of got took out uh, mm-hmm. here and there. It was only Austin that got involved um, with a lead pipe. And then Johnny hit the one final beat. Final beat. One um, final beat. Quite like that finish, mate. Finisher name. Um, slingshot, a freaking slingshot DDT. Wonderful. But you know what? With um, Gargano matches, I feel like I've seen him do it so many times. I I don't feel like it's a finish. I feel like it's a a signature, maybe, where you're always going to get a kick out of two. Because I remember be- before um beforehand, it was like a signature spot, but then they actually decided to make it a finisher. Because I always thought that either it was the Gargano escape or that super kick he gives you. But then the one final beat became a finisher. It's like the same thing with um, Champa too, because he's finishing matches on Willow's Bell too, which is kind of like Randy Orton's DDT. Yeah, DDT. And it's kind of like, that wouldn't finish an Orton match, but it finishes a Champa match sort of thing. So. Um, My DDT is yeah, just... better than yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that most definitely. Um just some bits to pick up on through this match. Um, Damien Priest threw rough through an actual wall, which uh-huh. was a bit... Uh, I didn't think... Like... Yeah. Sorry? Go on. Yeah, he, he was like... He threw him through that wall and was like, dang it, kid, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And he was actually like, legit sorry about it because he's so like small. He didn't, he didn't want to do like any of this stuff to him. Like there was a bit at the beginning as well where he just shouts, get out of him, get out of my way. Get out, get out of the way, kid. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. I was like, this guy. Um, but I didn't think Ruff would have been heavy enough to go through the wall, to be honest with you. I was quite shocked Like when it happened, Like when I was watching it. I was like, oh, wow, Like he actually went through the wall there. Um, you, know what, you know what's funny? They fre- During that spot, they freaking killed the illusion of how powerful that wall is because when Leon, when Leon got sent through the wall, Freaking uh, someone from, uh, I guess it was crew mem- crew members, uh, someone leaned back into another wall that was just like it and knocked it down easily by accident. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. that, that was hilarious. It's like, oh, you just killed the gimmick and, and made Damian Priest look like a wimp now. Doesn't look to protect <laughs> his strength. Maybe I was so tired that I might have missed that bit, but I saw him go through the wall either way. But um, he, That wasn't the last of him in the match, though. He comes back later. Yeah. Um, and he hit a nice uh, crucifix bomb, which was what he won 
the North American title in the first place with, which mm-hmm. is a lovely move. Uh, like as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that is just a lovely move, you know. So, uh, but yeah, Johnny Gargano is your new North American champ. We just need three times. Three times. Yeah, he's the first ever three time North American champion. So we just need Candice to do her part of the bargain. You know, like we just need. Um, well, this would have been perfect if she would have picked up the pinfall on EO, just saying. Yeah, because then that could have built her into the title again. So exactly. I don't think. Exactly. I don't think. Um, don't think people would have been mad if, if like Candice, because Candice has been all over NXT recently. Yeah. I don't think and people. No one's complained, mad. honestly. Oh, that's what I mean. Like she is, she, you know, she's had such a little workhorse, and like I think as well, even people that like. Uh, like indie marks or whatever that know her history she is like you know she used to call herself the tough cupcake you know tough little cupcakes thing so she was like you know having mixed gender matches and stuff and like bleeding out like crazy and things and doing like crazy bumps and stuff Mm -hmm. so she is like the tough so i feel like she'd even earn the respect of like the smart internet so say she was to win the nxt women's title i feel like it would go over really well so fingers crossed hopefully one day soon um if anything, the only person I buy beating Io Shirai now, even though she's lost the, her last uh, three matches with her, is Candice LeRae. Because she's been yeah. getting closer every single time. You know what, though? Like, I know she's got, you know, um, Indy Hartwell with her. And, you know, apparently they've got a million ghost faces with them now. I, I would still love to see Candice just win the title clean. I feel like mm-hmm. she deserves it rather than the whole shenanigans because she is such yeah. a good good little wrestler as well you know so i'd love but to see you it. know they're not gonna do that you know freaking either ghost faces <laughs> or indie are gonna get involved i know you just right? know yeah shenanigans i like you say hey. has done well to hold it up until this point really mm-hmm. so maybe that comes soon maybe that comes tonight as we are recording on wednesday it could happen tonight who knows so um yeah all right before we get to the main event um the second war games match there were two other matches we had a hard hitting affair between Tommaso Ciampa and Thatcher. Um, oh my God! Did you see Thatcher's ear? Oh so my much God! So the Thatcher almost lost an ear because, uh, and it was off a knee strike, right? Yeah, it was I- a knee strike off the off the ropes because he was selling on the ropes, and he, Ciampa was going to do his signature knee strike. And I I thought I saw freaking Thatcher put up his hand to protect himself, but. I don't know. He just started bleeding so profusely. I was like, oh, my God, is that his eardrum? Because he was bleeding out the ear heavily. Yeah, he was bleeding a lot. And you could even see, like, caution on Champa's face. And I don't feel like I've ever seen that before, especially with, Mm -hmm. like, what he put Gargano through over the years, you know, dropping his head onto, like, wood and shit. I was like, oh, he actually genuinely looks concerned because of the amount of blood coming out here. So, uh, but, yeah, hopefully he's okay too. Um, I mean, Mick Foley was, and he lost half an ear. So, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be all right. And Rhea Ripley got freaking five piercings ripped out of her ear as well. She didn't bleed anywhere near as much as Thatcher did. No, Thatcher, I think that was a busted eardrum. You reckon it was the internals rather than just the outside? Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't see a piece of, of meat just hanging. I swear I saw it was coming in from his, coming out from his, in, from his inner ear. It was like, ooh. Brutal, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Champa hits the Willow yeah. Bell, 
to win the match. Um, it was a fun little technical match. I liked it. Then it got into really hard-hitting strikes and stuff. So, I was going to yeah. say, you'd call it technical, would you? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure I'd call it technical as opposed to just hitting the hell out of each other. Yeah, little stiff match. <laughs> yeah. I, so with Thatcher, I'm not crazy about him yet. Um, I've said this before, like, when you go back to, like, British strong style and stuff, like, mm-hmm. it's not really my thing. I prefer, like, the athletic side of wrestling, if I'm totally mm-hmm. honest. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not overly into him right now, but the match was solid. And I'm just hoping, like, Champo isn't kind of lost, if you know what I mean. Like, Well, I swear he was a heel, like, three weeks ago. Now he's a face. Like, uh, what, what happened? When did he turn face? Is he a face? What are you? Who are you? What right. are you? Why for, are you? <laughs> why? How are you? Um, <laughs> for a guy who said he's never going to the main roster as well, even though he did, um, briefly. He'd rather retire first than go he to said, the like, main he roster. Brought, yeah, and he wants to kind of stay in NXT forever. I'm kind of like, well, I need to find him a bit of a, a program then, really. Although I suppose there were lots of people left off TakeOver, so... In that respect, I shouldn't really be moaning about it too much. But at one point where he was NXT champion, you know, and then had to give it up and never yeah. really got it back. So well, that that's one story they're gonna. I'm probably sure they're gonna touch back up on eventually. But that's a story left untold yet. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that comes around uh, again as well. I feel like with a lot of stuff, they're kind of biding their time until fans can be back so they can get mm-hmm. better reactions for things. So, because um, for Champa, what, what I'm thinking is, you know how Karrion Cross absolutely squashed Champa their first meeting. Yeah, really well, bad. I think I, I think Cross is gonna win back the title from Balor, like really I, soon. And well, I mean, I guess, Balor hasn't really even been around. You know, like he, I know he got injured. Yeah, because of a broken jaw. Yeah, but yeah. I still think they want to give Karrion Cross his monster uh, title ring. So eventually, yeah. I think that's how it's going to go down is Champa's going to freaking win the title from Cross. But that's like next year, like really late next year when we're probably starting to put some few people back in the places. But that's what I think. I don't know. That's a good shout. It's good booking. Um, mm-hmm. Just just while we were on the subject of kind of like stuff moving forward, I was like with fans and stuff like I touched on it earlier, right at the beginning of the episode, we were talking about like Chopper Carnerfield and that. I just know um the Royal Rumble this year because the likelihood is they're not gonna have fans for it. They can get away with booking whatever the fuck they want and get you know? So it'll mm-hmm. be like Charlotte again for the women, back to back women. And then the men's be like Goldberg or Brock Lesnar win it. You know, just because right. they can this year. And it they won't get- have anyone to, to shit on the freaking thing. That's what I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it can get shot on online, but it doesn't matter to their TV products because we're not there right now. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just a little thought process I had. I was discussing it with a work colleague earlier in the week, and I said, he said, oh, who do you reckon's going to win the Rumble? And I said, oh, it'll be Bill or Brock. And he laughed. And I said, no, honestly, they'll get away <laughs> with it. You know, they'll if they're ever going to do it, you know, Brock, um, not Brock, but Bill is still under contract. He's, and um, Bill wants his match with Roman Reigns. Bill needs to fuck off, is what Bill yes. needs. Yes. <laughs> Excuse my language, but he just needs to fuck off. Um, he sucks. Like we were saying, it's not the same thing with Sting. Sting comes in and enhances talent and brings talent up. And, you know, whereas 
Goldberg takes things, takes the title, and I know like he put he was going to put over Reigns at Mania, and he was he put over Strowman in the end, but even still, he shouldn't be in that position. You know, he you should have, have the two title at all. Exactly, yeah, you shouldn't have two main event. Well, I mean, you should have two main event caliber um, wrestlers for your WrestleMania main event. You know, like I keep saying, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins is your WrestleMania main event. Get it done. Make it happen before one of them retires. So, yeah. AJ. Well, yeah, he's 40-odd now, isn't he? So, uh, yeah. Uh, Okay, cool. Sorry, just went slightly off topic, but it's what we do. Uh, One match before the final War Games match was um, Dexter Loomis strap match with Cameron Grimes. I'm not going to lie. I didn't pay much attention to this. We were eating a lot of food at the time. That's fair. I've only got one note for it myself, and it was um, when Dexter, like pretty much the finish, where Dexter um, sweet ties up, yeah, with with where he's all wrapped up in the wrap in uh, what, the strap, and he like trips, and spanks his head on the chair. <laughs> it genuinely looked like a a bad injury, like a bad bump, <laughs> and I thought it was a really cool finish. I thought, oh, that was actually really nice. But um, I'm not really sure what you'd do with Dexter Loomis because he's He's kind of bringing back the strap match, but I'm kind of like, how intimidating is he, really? You know, I don't know. He's just the guy who stares at you. That comes out to uh, Stranger Things music. Stranger Things, yeah. Which I fucking love. You know who we had in the store, actually, um, this week? I can't remember what day it was. Um, Hopper. Really? Yeah, who is also going to be Red Guardian in Black Widow whenever that comes out. But yeah, he, a friend or colleague of mine served him because I was upstairs on a different floor and I didn't know he was there. But he goes, oh, you never guessed who I served earlier. He goes, you watch Stranger Things? I was like, oh, cool. So um, yeah, we get the odd odd little uh, celeb come in every so often. So Apparently bad. he was lovely as well, mm-hmm. um, which I fully believe because I've seen him um, at Comic-Cons and stuff. I've not paid to meet him, but I've seen him interact with other people. And yeah. he seems like really cool, like really like down to earth and stuff. So yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's go on to the main event then, which was um, the uh, UE Undisputed Era versus Team. Uh, they have got a name for the brand. Is it? Is it called for team the brand? For the team for the brand. Which I, I don't. Just, like. I just thought that was McAfee's freaking uh, own brand thing he does outside of uh, wrestling. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what his podcast is called, but yeah, he's yeah, it's all about him. It's not really about. Although Pete Dunn was made like it, he he was made to look a star in this match. Actually, of course, he's the only guy with the experience on that team anyway from War yeah. Games. And I mean, the other two were kind of there just to be like heavies and take a few batterings sort of thing. But um, but yeah, so um, we do like we did the first time because, like I said, I've got lots of notes on this one again, just because they're like. In a good way, they're messy matches, so they're not. There's so much going on that you have to kind of like write it all down, otherwise you forget that what's happened. So, um, what stuff did you like? And I'll kind of fill in the gaps again. Well, I like how this was the proper. This was a proper one. Uh, War Games match. Baby faces fighting from underneath. Uh, I like uh, freaking. Uh, I didn't get the cricket bat. Like, why? It's like I mean, yeah, we get weapons for cricket bats i mean although I, 
ever been hit by a cricket bat? They're fucking hard. They're made of like proper solid wood. If you've ever played, yeah, I, I know. I know there are way heavier than baseball bats here. So I'm like, oh, that looks like a bad thing to get a spanking with. But I would have to say, like, I thought they looked gimmicked because um, yeah, they look like freaking rubber foam. We, me and my cr- group, were talking about it. They look rubber foamy because there's no way he could just be like twirling that thing around like it's like weighs nothing. Yeah, they are heavy cricket bats, and normally they've got like sponsorship all over them as well, like different brands and stuff. So I was like, hmm, they don't look like proper cricket bats. And the groove as well, because one side's flat, then the other side is kind of like triangular, I guess, mm-hmm. like up onto like a hill. And it wasn't yeah. defined as a as a cricket bat would be. I mean, I don't know if you would pick up on that because you don't, you guys don't play cricket, but um, you know, just from we've held cricket bats in this country, and they're kind of they're they're really solid and they just didn't look that way like on this cell on this uh occasion so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um what else did I remember? Um oh yeah, uh I, I think the tables were a nice touch with all their names on it when uh uh McAtfee's team was just pulling them out. Four tables for all members of Undisputed Era. Um hey McAfee looked pretty good. He took a nice little dive off the cage too, not gonna lie. I was like, Okay. When you say dive, he took a swanton off the cage. Yeah, which was looked uh, looked pretty good, honestly. There was safe too. There was this um, this dive. He does dive. It's not really a dive, but um, so (laughs) Cole pushes him off like the top Mm -hmm. turnbuckle through the table, and it looked like he really leaps. Like it's almost like he's doing a dive into a swanton. Oh yes, that part. Yeah, he gets punched, and he looks like he like he's floating in the air. Well, we're looking back, like, am I going to hit the table? Yes or no? Okay, I made it. Bam. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I appreciate that Pat McAfee is super athletic, and he is, and we said that, I think, on the last, um, on his first takeover that he did, and I'm like, he is super athletic, but don't get lost, because a lot of wrestling is storytelling and selling and stuff, and you need to make it look real, and Mm. for me, that didn't look real, like, at all. It just looked silly. I don't it looked, know. Uh, it looked uh, it looked very uh, stunty, you know. Yeah, I mean that was just my uh, my perspective on it. I mean, someone yeah. I loved, my, I loved it, but um, but yeah, there was uh, some bits I liked. Um, so before before everyone got in the ring, there was a part where Danny Birch was actually tapping out, and the match hadn't started yet. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people, especially if you're if you don't. Because War Games is an old, old match from the WCW days. So a lot of the, the people that are watching it now might not necessarily be familiar with the rules because there's only been a few of them up until this point. Although you should probably know the rules by now. But I quite yeah. liked how the commentary were like, he's tapping, but the match hasn't started yet. I thought, yeah, that's a nice touch, actually. You know, continuity, which mm-hmm. is important. Um, what else have I got? I liked how uh, so Adam Cole was coming down last and every the opposite team everyone was on their feet and i was like hmm how's he going to tackle this and i never in a million years thought he'd tackle it the way he did with the fire extinguisher <laughs> he laid them yeah. all out foam just so he could get in the ring it was so funny um i thought it was really good i i actually really it, this match made me really appreciate cole again because mm-hmm. i've gone off him a little bit whilst he's been rivaling with pat mcafee just because yeah. i'm not crazy about pat mcafee coming in um like I say, he he can do it, and um, he is super athletic, but he's not a wrestler. This isn't his dream. You know, he wanted to be a pro footballer, 
and um, he's come in to kind of, oh, I want to give something else a try. And like, you know, I don't know if it's from NXT's point of view to kind of try and boost ratings with him and stuff. I don't know how popular he was as a footballer, but um, I he, was want to be freaking, he was a freaking, freaking punter. Punters usually are not that popular. Are they not the ones that score the points, though? Like, no, they're, they're, the, the, little, they're, they're, the, they're the guys who uh, kick the ball to the other team. Oh, what, like to start the play, basically? Yeah, and when you can't convert on certain downs and you have to, like, give it back to the other team. It's like, yeah, that's what his job was. Uh, okay. I thought he was like, um, do you know who Johnny Wilkinson is? Have you ever heard that name before? Yeah, I've heard that name, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's um, an Eng- or an ex-England uh, rugby player, and it's yeah. a similar sport. And um, he was always our guy that you know kicked from a distance over the over the poles or over the bar or whatever to score the points. Yeah, yeah, that's the, won, yeah, yeah. When we won the um, rugby World Cup, like in the early 2000s, Johnny Wilkinson was like a hero here because he was the kicker, you know. So mm-hmm. I just wondered whether or not Pat McAfee would be the equivalent of that there, but. Obviously yeah, not. there's there's what two different think? there's two different kickers on a football team. There's the guy who kicks the ball back to the other team, and then there's the guy who freaking uh, scores like three points through the bars. I feel you. I've got you. Yeah. Cool. All right, back to the match anyway. Yeah. There was some football other... and rugby history, everybody. Oh, two sports that I don't really watch. I watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I do. I mean, actually, that's not true. On a Sunday, if I'm in. Not very often, but if I'm in at home, I will watch Red Zone, where it's kind of like the touchdowns yeah. from around and like the big moments from around the games. Because I went to see uh, Miami Dolphins and Oakland Raiders once at Wembley, and it was so fucking boring. Like it was so long. Oh, and well, they sent you the the two of the worst teams at the time. <laughs> well, probably yeah, and um, no, you know, not probably. They did that. <laughs> oh, they definitely were. Oh, okay. But we yeah. went along, um, you know, with some people from work, like as a bit of a day out sort of thing. And mm-hmm. it was the day out was fun. But the match, I just remember it being like four hours. Boring, boring. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, come on, do something, you know. And I was like, I remember watching the clock thinking, OK, it's over in 10 minutes. But that 10 minutes took an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it ain't it ain't 10 minutes. A long old game, definitely. But it's your um, your nation's. Uh, are you much of a football fan? See, I do have a football team, like, and I love that team with all my heart. But since I'm usually working, like, I never actually see them uh, play a full game. I'm usually yeah, so I catch highlights. But um, I mainly watch, uh, as the Americans say, soccer here. So real football. That's what I'd be watching when I can. Who who's your NFL team then? Or the Seattle Seahawks. Oh okay, that's Daniel Bryan's team, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're nowhere near you, are they? Geographic. N- no, but it's a long story on why I'm a fan, and we are not here to talk about football. We are here no, for the wrestling. Not, um, actually, I've got a friend who I used to do a podcast with. His name's Ash. He's got. He's mm-hmm. a, he does his own podcast now called. Um, uh, <laughs> third and hang on let me find it it's called third and, like, third and something probably yes yeah, so it's basically um wwe it's a wwe and nfl podcast oh that's it's, interesting yeah so it's called third and one four so <laughs> that's funny it's third as in 
as if you were to finish third place. So it's a three, a R, and a D, and then the and sign, and then one is spelt so O N E, and then yeah. four as in I don't know autumn <laughs> for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he does his own podcast where it's like uh, half NFL, half WWE. So I've not actually listened to it fully, but if anyone fancies it, give him a shot. Anywho, we're back to talking about this main event. Um, some bits I like that we haven't named yet. I say bits I liked. This was a bit iffy for me, but uh, Pete mm. Dunn gets planted into a table and it don't break. Um, oh, yeah. But I like how <laughs> I like how they dealt with it with uh, Roddy just kind of doing an elbow drop on him to finish it, like to just go mm. through the table. I thought that was quite nice, just to make sure. Um, shortly after that as well, because it's the following note where it was, I wrote it down as line them up, knock them down, where it was kind of like every, um, although Pat McAfee wasn't there, but the other three were lined mm-hmm. up kind of like between the ropes and the cage. And yeah. literally every member of the UE did like a running move to them and mm-hmm. then finished with Adam Cole doing the super kick to him. And I just thought that was such a nice little sequence. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That part was hilarious. Like, they, yeah, they were on the ropes and like, Running knee, running knee, running knee, forearm, whatever, and then super kick, super kick, super kick, super kick with Cole. Yeah, and it was just like line them up, knock them down. I thought it was so cool. Um, what else do we have after that? Um, uh, Bobby Fish spears Danny Birch through the middle table um, mm-hmm. that's on like between the two rings. There was a table. Yeah, the, the platform, that, yeah. That hadn't broken yet, so they finished that off. Um, what else did I have? And then after that, uh, it looked like McAfee was heading to do a Panama Sunrise himself and then didn't get to do it and then Adam Cole did it to him there was another point in this match maybe I'm being overly critical and Pat but you know if you want to be a wrestler mate and you're on the main like one of the best shows in wrestling you need to be better you know but um, there's this point where he goes to jump off the ropes and he's just jumping off like a pencil pretty much because Adam Cole's going to super kick him you know, yeah. and it's kind of like, he doesn't even, like, have your hands up or something to look like you were going to elbow him or something. Just, you know, don't just jump, you know, and like, oh, what were, what were you aiming to do otherwise? You know, it doesn't it doesn't tell the fact that you were trying to pull off an attack, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, probably, like I say, probably being overcritical. But um, and then what else happened? This is towards the end now anyway. Um Pete Dunn hits the bitter end onto a chair, which looked fucking brutal. Brutal. Right in these kind of like abs and between these abs and these pecs, like right there, pretty much where your heart is. So he could have killed him, essentially, which was a brutal bump. And then, um, oh, but just to go back to the Panama Sunrise, I hated, I didn't really want that to be, I mean, it would have been fine as a finish, I guess, but I didn't think that was going to be the finish. But I hated how Pat McAfee kicked out of the Panama Sunrise because there's so many better wrestlers that haven't kicked out of that. Yeah, well, freaking uh, the Panama Sunrise is now freaking. Uh, it's a transitional freaking uh, move now. It used to be a finish. Now it's like you transition from that to a freaking. And I don't like that either. How it's just a transitional move. You know what? Like um, during that week where Undertaker was retiring, there was this uh, conference. I don't know if it was a conference call or if it was on the bump or something, but it was like a video chat between Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H, right? And um, Undertaker was saying, you know, when I hit the tombstone, that was it, you know, back in the day. And then yeah. they were joking how um, Shawn Michaels' finisher is effectively a headlock now, you know, and I just thought mm-hmm. it's so true. 
everyone's hitting a super kick. It means nothing, you know. It's, I thought it was quite quite comical. Anyway, uh, just back to the finish. Then was O'Reilly. He wins with a, a diving knee um, to Only Larkin on like with a chair as well, like knees the chair into him, and then that was how it won. So yeah, that was the end of uh, end of war games. I'm glad undisputed here a bloody one though. I tell you. Yeah, it's about time they got a good dub underneath. Couldn't lose to that mob, really. Um, I mean, a, a, a makeshift, a makeshift team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love Only Lorcan like on on Twitter. <laughs> you know, like where everything's in capital letters. In capital letters, just beat up my dad on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving Day, went to a, went to go sleep at a park on a bench. <laughs> yeah, he is he is quite something. Throw him up. Um. But yeah, I, I'm like I'm not sure I believe him and Danny Birch are kind of like main event level guys at this point, really. Um, yeah, honestly, I think they got the titles so obviously for the storyline, so like McAfee's team can uh, have some credibility as they have tag team champions on their team, and also they've been there for like the longest time. So yeah, give throw them a little bone, I guess. Throw them a bone, indeed. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, I was I was pleased to see like the wrestlers actually win. Do you know what I mean? And I mean Adam Cole beat Pat McAfee the first time round as well. So if this isn't an indication for him to go away, I don't know why he's still here. <laughs> so he's he's lost twice. On on your way, son. But um, yeah, that was NXT Takeover War Games. Cool. What 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 we're ready for, Cameron Grimes. Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> I've still not bought his T-shirt yet. I forgot about that. I was supposed to get to that the one, moon. But... To the Dude, moon. Pure like I'm not that interested in him in, as a wrestler, to be honest. I'm just oh, more. Oh no, interested. he's just freaking comedic though. That's why I love the bastard. That's what I mean, and that's what half of wrestling is really in its story and storytelling and what have you. Um. All right. Cool. So before we wrap up, we've been on for a little while. So before we wrap it up, uh, TLC is the next pay per view coming and that will take place on um the 20th of december so literally five days before christmas so we will have a chat before christmas hopefully if we're not both yeah, super busy. Of course. um let's just have a little run through what they've already got there's obviously going to be some more stuff added over mm-hmm. the few weeks but um we have got what do you think main events this show do you think it's going to be roman and kevin um, or Drew and AJ. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I. Or Sasha and Carmelo. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, that's not even on Wikipedia. That's not even down as a TLC match, which is disappointing. They should have one men's and one's wi- and one women's if they want to break it up, rather than have two men's TLC matches. I think. That's I think. Good. I think they might go with. Uh, I think they might go with Drew. Honestly. Yeah, Drew, like we were saying before on a podcast where he, he hadn't main evented a show until like Payback or Hell in a Cell or something. Like he'd held the title for kind of like half a year up until that point before he'd main evented a show. So, um, yeah, Drew AJ has got the makings of a classic. You know, AJ coming off the ladders, doing phenomenal forearms and stuff. I feel like that would be wicked. Um, so, yeah, just to go through some of the matches then um, Sasha versus Carmella. Who you got? Who you got? Sasha. Yeah, I can't see Carmella winning at this point. But 
if Carmelo wins, I'm not going to be mad because I really like Carmelo anyway. And then Sasha can win the Rumble. <laughs> Thought process on that? I mean, never in a I minute. get, I, I, golly, I just don't see Carmelo. I think Carmelo has zero chance of winning, honestly. <laughs> yeah, not for real. Um, Nia and Shayna versus Asuka and Lana for the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team titles. It's a tables match, right? It isn't yet, but it it's could, gonna be a t- it's gonna be a tables match. It looks like it's setting up that way because I mean Lana went through the table what ten weeks in a row, so it was kind of setting up for that. Yeah, this is this is gonna be the this is gonna be the pay the payoff. Um, uh, hell, honestly, I can see uh, for some reason Lana and Oscar winning this damn these damn titles. I don't know why. I'm I, a, I, I'm going Oscar and Lana, and I'll tell you why. Um, uh-uh. Oscar is keeping the Raw Women's title warm for Charlotte. That's why. Oh, you're right. You're so right. They're going to fob off the women's tag titles onto Oscar just to kind of make it look like they haven't squashed her totally, even mm. though they have. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually going to go Oscar and Lana with somehow Nia going through the table to kind of like pay her back. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randall, Randy Orton. I got this Fiend going over. Yeah, the Fiend shouldn't lose at this point. Um, I can't see Edge coming back this particular night, really, to get involved Royal in this. Rumble, honestly. Should be the Rumble, really, if he comes back again. Um, but yeah, Fiend shouldn't lose this much, like, at all. I love the ending of Raw this week as well, though, where, like, it looked like um, Randy was about to beat um, Blue's Clues Bray and then oh. the lights and then like Bray um, Fiend Bray was like underneath Randy like for the pin mm-hmm. and then he yeah. kind of had a floor in to end the show I thought it was fantastic because I, I just love everything Fiend at the moment and everything Alexa Bliss so yes. um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Alexa Bliss kind of get involved actually not that the Fiend would probably need it but yeah um, but you know she is part of the storyline though so that's what I, I mean she'd be yeah can't write it off. Um, okay, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the uni- Blue Universal title. <laughs> A freaking Big Daddy Reigns. Yeah. Um, I had this. I know we're getting a bit early and we're talking about the Rumble and stuff, but I heard, I saw today. Don't know if it was from a reliable source, but they were saying Jay Uso and Big E to be the last two in the Rumble, and then have Big yeah. E beat. Jay, yeah, I don't know, maybe, uh, but I would say Reigns at this point. I feel like Reigns faces either Rock, Brock, Goldberg before he faces Biggie <laughs> at Reigns WrestleMania. It, I think it's I think it's Goldberg, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those three names. Because I, I just, I I just saw some, stu- I yeah, because I just saw some stupid thing on the bump that said like, oh, well, Roman is a uh, Doing my uh, spear half-assed and all this stuff, and I'm coming for you. Oh, bollocks. Okay. All right. Well, that sucks, but um, it's because they didn't get to do it last year, I suppose. So, all right. So that, that's that's Bill winning the Rumble then. So yeah, Roman versus Goldberg for Mania probably, which will be disgusting. So uh, five minutes. 
yeah, Reigns to hold the title at this one then. Uh, and then hopefully what goes on last will be Drew versus AJ for the WWE Championship. Where are you going on this one? Drew. Yeah, I can't see AJ winning it. Um, unless like... So where are these are TLC matches? Are there pins or is it grab the belt? See, they always leave that for the last freaking week where they tell you what kind of TLC match it is. I would think, see, uh, it might be one of those pinfall matches, honestly. So what if Roman and Kevin is pinfall and then Drew and AJ is belt hanging and then the big black guy puts AJ on his shoulders and they don't even use a ladder and then he gets the title that way? That could be quite funny. Yeah, well... First of all, his name is Omos. <laughs> oh, Omos. Oh, he actually has a name. I, 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 you know what? I've barely been paying attention to anything else going on on Raw. Um, apart from the Riddle stuff, I feel like Matt Riddle's stuff is actually really funny, where everything's like, bro. And um, I can't remember. I think it was MVP the other week called him like an idiot, and he goes, oh. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> that made me laugh really so funny. much. Yeah. Made me laugh so much. Um, but no, I'll probably pick Drew. I don't see why he would lose some hot potato at this point. I don't really know what's going to be like, because it looks like the Universal title is going to be your kind of big part-timer coming back for WrestleMania. Not sure what the WWE Championship does at this point. Um, I hope it's not Randy versus Edge. I hope it's not for that that for the title. That would suck to have two matches, like two title matches at Mania being part-timers. That would really, really suck. So right. I hope Drew kind of carries it on. Um, I don't know. Maybe Drew Big E could be quite fun if Big E jumps across and chooses a different champion. Join a, yeah, join a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel, after yeah. the Rumble or something. I don't know. Hopefully they do something with it. Hopefully they have a plan. Um, don't think I really want a Fiend involved with a title picture again. I don't really get why he would want a title. So maybe he could be right now. Yeah, right now I like he's on his path of people who have wronged him when he was Bray Wyatt. So I like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so maybe that sets off a Fiend Bray Wyatt versus the Undertaker then, in that case. But um, I'm sure there'll be some more matches announced. But that's all that there is at the moment listed on uh, Wikipedia as of Wednesday, the 9th of December. Um, I have got nothing else to add. If um, if you've got anything that you want to add, mm, no, right. not nothing, not really, honestly. Actually, I have got something to add. Worth so, um, people may have heard that we've spoke a little bit about fantasy Premier League. Oh at, God! At the end of the <laughs> yeah, so you know where I'm going with this. At the end uh, of the, I just had the game week of my life. Right. Yeah, I saw. I saw your. But, you moved up a lot. But you know what? No, you say that. I didn't. I literally went maybe two places. I was pissed because I went uh-huh. to the league and I saw I had eighty points. But then I looked down the league and everyone else did well too. Um, and then I mean, even your score, you got fifty-seven. And on a normal week, that's a good number. And I was like, he got fifty-seven. So, but you're down to fifth now. You're falling, man. You are. And I am, so considering you were first and I was like 17th at one point, I am, you're, you're on 647 and I'm on 631. So I am literally, what, um, 16 points behind you? Yeah. If my maths is right. So 
I think Christmas as well. Just if just an FYI for yourself at Christmas, because there's so many games packed into such a short time period. Oh yeah, well but, freaking, I always take I always take Boxing Day off. So freaking like I always go to a well, I used to go to a bar and just watch football from like <laughs> the early the earliest I could when they allowed me to drink alcohol till like the end of the freaking day. <laughs> Yeah, it is literally wall-to-wall football on Boxing Day. I think I'm working it this year, though, because we're a bit short um, on staff, so they need more people in or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, with the Fantasy Premier League, just keep an eye on those transfer deadlines over the Christmas period because you'll find you'll have, like, a day or two to change your team around before the next deadline and the next set of fixtures. So keep yeah. your eye. Cool. Um, all right, just to wrap up then and take it home, um, who is your wrestler of the episode? Wrestler of the episode. Ah, you know, the dude did have a big week. Uh, you know, I'll give it to old Kenny. Okay, that's a good shout. I mean, we did start, it feels like ages ago we, we were talking about Kenny. Um, I am actually going to go for my homegrown Peter Dunn, just because I thought, he was really holding their team together in the war games match. Personally, yeah, I feel like he yeah. was the standout talent of their ma- of their team for that match. So Peter Dunn gets it this time round. Peter Dunn. <laughs> Pete. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's this chant. It's not really a chant, but it's when when like shows are on in London or the UK, people just shout Peter <laughs> like when he's wrestling. It's just something <laughs> that people do. I don't know. It's really strange. Anyway, um, where can people find you on the socials? At it's me Stevie Thirty on Instagram and Twitter. On the Twitter, we don't change these, FYI. So, thing is as well, if you're listening to this, you likely know who we are, unless you've picked it up out of Spotify obscurity, but um, or any other podcast platform obscurity. But um, I am gonna be at James Pewey with an I E ninety one on both the Twitter and the Instagram as machines. Um, yeah, so that'll about do us for this week's episode, guys. We will probably be back, hopefully, a bit closer to Christmas for um TLC review. If we don't make it because we both work retail jobs, we apologize. And um, so if we don't make it, a happy Christmas to you as a listener, and we will see you in the new year if that's the case. But otherwise, we will hopefully be back at TLC. Thank you for listening as always. Take care and bye bye. Bye. Mama Mio! Mama Mio! Are you kidding me?